Hello, podcast friends. How has your week gone? I hope it has been a good one. And you know what? If it hasn't been the best week ever, I really hope that you have just given yourself permission to um, accept it for what it is and not put any extra pressure or judgments on yourself for things not going perfectly smoothly. Um, I had one of those weeks myself. Actually, I'm still having it because I'm recording this earlier in the week. And, you know, there are just going to be those times when things are just not going as as smoothly as you would hope. Um, But just understanding that it's all temporary. Nothing lasts forever, even bad days or rough weeks. And, you know, the sun will come out again. And it, everything will be just fine. So I hope that, that, you know, maybe there's somebody out there who needed to hear that and that you're just, you know, showing yourself a little bit of extra love this week. Uh, it's also been kind of an interesting week for me. Um, I've talked a little bit about how what the, th- the things that I've been working on and one of them being the, you know, the financial coaching and I got a worksheet this last uh, time that I was at the coaching and it was kind of interesting because I wanted to share it with you because it ties into some of the things that I've been thinking about around what is it that I'm wanting to create in the world, Um, whether it's through this podcast or or some other venue, what do I want to leave behind? What kind of impact do I want to make? And this uh, worksheet that I was given is... Um, pretty basic. It's called the uh, WDEP model or WDEP. Um, basically what it stands for is what do I want? Um, and asking the question, is it a realistic want? Why or why not? What am I doing to get what I want? Both through my actions Um, any physical movement that I take in my body, in my thoughts, and in my feelings. What am I doing to get what I want? And then evaluating how is what I'm doing working for me right now? Is it helping me or is it hurting my chances of getting what I want? Um, And then what is going to be my plan of action for accomplishing my goal? So that's a worksheet that I'm going to be working on um, the next week or so um, to kind of think through that question of what is it that I'm wanting to create in this world in this world and part of that process is also experimenting I talked last week about the importance of viewing life as one big grand experiment where you just try things Uh, a little bit like throwing spaghetti on a wall and seeing what sticks sometimes having a really focused lasered in plan is exactly what you need and sometimes you just need to give yourself permission to play and permission to try things and experiment with things so i've done that a little bit this week and i have posted a couple of uh vlogs short little uh video clips to my facebook and to my instagram uh just kind of talking about whatever was on my mind that day for those uh, video um, blogs, blogs that I'm thinking of doing. And they're going to be under five minutes and it's just going to be whenever I feel like having something to say. So I'm not putting a ton of pressure on myself. Um, it's very easy to, when you start to get into this 
space of podcasting and um, thinking through all these different courses and things that I'm going to be working on, then it naturally just shows up in your Instagram and your Facebook feed because of the algorithm. And so, you know, you see courses popping up for how to make your podcast more successful or how to get listeners or how to get subscribers and how to, you know, make your Instagram amazing and just having to continually practice that word, whatever, and just to be okay with the way things are um, right now. So that's kind of how my week has gone. Uh, so for the shout outs that I wanted to do this week, because I enjoy, I just enjoy sharing the things that are, that I like that are going well for me. Um, I've kind of been, I've been pretty proud of myself. I have cut coffee out for the most part out of my diet. I had a moment where I realized that the caffeine was, uh, contributing to some anxiety for me. But I love coffee. I love the way it tastes. And my workday just doesn't seem quite right without a nice hot cup of coffee <laughs> in the morning. So there's this product called Ticino. Um, They've got a roasted dandelion coffee alternative. I like this because it's also gluten-free and I have to be gluten-free too. So I put two of these basically herbal teas. Um, bags into the hot water and it looks like coffee and it more or less tastes like coffee Um, and it's great it's been really fun Um, and again I'm not getting any kickback (laughs) for sharing these with you this these are just things that I've been enjoying in my life Uh, today my topic is going to be the Claire Zamet's course feminine power like I said last week Um, I'm not going to go into it super deep I'm just going to kind of brush over the surface of it and um, share with you what I learned from this first week of the course. But if you're interested in a more in-depth conversation around the idea of feminine power, then there is another podcast that I can refer you to. It's the Courtney Sanders show, episode 65. She really kind of digs in deep into that idea of what is uh, feminine power, if you feel so inclined. Um, that would be something to listen to. Welcome to the podcast L-O-V-E. I am Elisa, and I am on a mission to learn the tools to make my life the best, most abundant experience I can have so that I can become a coach and help others who are living below their divinely given potential rise above their circumstances to live an outrageously vibrant existence. I am inviting you to tag along with me on my growth journey as I share what I'm learning, my thoughts and experiences, my successes, and even my failures. So getting into this whole conversation around feminine power and what feminine power is, um, I was thinking through some questions about how to approach this topic. And the first one I came up with was, you know, on a basic level, why feminine power? Why does that even matter? Um, Why should this be a thing that we talk about? Um, And the first thought I had is, you know, what does power look like in our culture? Our culture 
um, for our culture power is a very results oriented energy. It's about numbers and facts, the bottom line, um, dollars and cents. Can it be measured um, and can it be uh, judged and um, externally assessed? It's all essentially about success. How is success externally perceived? And that's how we understand power in this world, or at least particularly in our culture. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because it is all these attributes, these approaches that have given us the culture and the world that we have today. It's given us, you know, our cities and our businesses and our schools and everything that we have has come from this place of numbers and facts and bottom lines and you know measured and judged um but there's another aspect to what it means to be human that goes beyond just that success element so many today and so many women it seems in particular um but not just women are really looking to move beyond just success and those trappings of success to now into um, more self-actualization. And, you know, that kind of ties into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When the further up the pyramid you go, the more it becomes about, you know, self-actualization. And in our culture in America, we have so many of our needs that are, are covered. Even when you're kind of at the bottom of the food chain, you have, we have so much more, um, than people in other parts of the world. And so this issue of self-actualization is a growing one in our culture. And more and more people are, are asking those questions of, you know, who am I and why am I here? And how can I create something unique in the world and something that is personal to me? And for so many of us, the pursuit of success has also just left us really exhausted and not feeling very successful. So self-actualization actually comes from a place of deep creativity and surrender because you're surrendering to um, the deepest part of yourself and you're releasing any judgments about what you should be or should look like or how life should go. Um, So the, the masculine says never give up, never surrender. Um, which we all need to embrace at some point. But the feminine says, surrender and let nature take its course. And surrender is a very difficult thing for people to do. Um, So getting into more specifically around the difference between masculine and feminine power or energy is it's not a gender thing. It's not a sex thing. It's not a male versus female thing. It's an energy um, philosophy, essentially. It's about polarity. Um, The energy that you get between magnetic ends, like the two ends of a magnet or the two ends of the battery, the energy that's created by those two um, polarities, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about masculine and feminine energy. Both are needed, both are necessary, and both are different. And it's those differences between those two and that tension and that energy that, you know, creates uh, life. Um, And it's an opposition that has been recognized in human culture for centuries and centuries. 
um, recently in religious literature uh, in the Book of Mormon, uh, there's a quote that I like that says, for it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. All things must needs be a compound in one. So this idea that opposites are needed to create the energy of life and that opposites are needed even within an, in a single individual or a single thing in order to create that energy of life. Does, you know, can light exist without darkness or can darkness exist without light? You know, what is one without the other? Um, going into even older religious write, writings and you're looking at the Hebrew scriptures and and in Genesis specifically, it talks about how God created woman to be opposite or, um, you know, looking at the original language in opposition to a man and that she would be um, essentially his saving grace. And that's what that help me means, that she would be opposite him. And then going back even further into Chinese philosophy, you have the yin and the yang, the idea that the there are two energies that exist together to create what we experience as life and as individuals. And we all naturally operate on these two energies on a spectrum. Uh, men who are classically men tend to naturally operate in that masculine energy and women who are, you know, the classically feminine tend to operate in that feminine energy, but we all exist on a spectrum and we all have masculine energy and we all have that feminine energy and both are going to serve us at different points. Um, but one of the issues that we are, that I see is that even though these two energies exist, we are not necessarily raised to understand both of them or to operate from both of them. And that, you know, one is going to be taught to us more than the other. And I, and I find that for myself, particularly, um, in masculine energy, I find myself at this point in my life kind of really wishing and wanting to live from a place of my internal emotional world where I can focus on how um, people and things relate to each other and being able to flow from moment to moment. I, I deeply desire to be soft and love-driven, um, nurturing, and being able to find freedom in my imperfections. And this is something that I feel like I'm not supposed to be. I feel like I'm supposed to be, especially as a single mom in the workforce, is ex is focused on the external measures of success. Um, how much money do I make? What is my job title? What are my possessions? And I end up expending a lot of mental energy on being structured and or creating structure or controlling and being in control, being very goal-oriented and purpose-driven, linear, planned, strategy, um, hard, and that all these things are the way to survive and um, be successful in this world. The idea that the external world around me is more important than what happens in me um, or that, you know, what happens for me mentally um, with, you know, education and work is going to be more important than what happens um, with my emotions, that my emotions are essentially a stumbling block. Um, or the idea that I have got to be separate and independent in order to be successful, that if I have to lean on other people, then I'm not successful. You know, these are the things that, um, they're not necessarily bad, but for some people, they're not necessarily empowering either. So 
the feminine um, in a classical sense is going to be considered to be the opposite of what's considered masculine. Um, and when you look at the these ideas side by side, the thing that I came up with is that, wow, things that are typically considered to be feminine traits are kind of weak. They're considered inconsequential or um, or, or weak, really. And our society really doesn't understand what power could look like when it's not coming from this external, mental, uh, structured, linear uh, way of approaching the world. It's a very yang in the Chinese uh, philosophy, a very yang place. And so many of us were not raised with understanding what it would look like for or how power could come from this, this other place. So again, it's not a male-female issue. It's an aspect of what it means to be human. And, you know, being perceived as weak and powerless um, and unwanted and shameful, those, those are all judgments that have been made around um, what it means to be uh, feminine. Um, where where in fact we could be drawing life and power from these other things instead. So what does that look like? And that's essentially what this entire course with Claire Zammett is going to be about. It's going to be about, you know, how do we understand this so-called feminine power? What does it look like? And how do we find life and empowerment in it? Um, how can we change the way we perceive it and interact with it? And so the, this masculine and feminine um, polarity affects people to uh, different degrees. Some people are just going to naturally be more masculine and some are going to be at the other end of the spectrum. But it, again, it's that polarity and the energy between them that creates that life energy. So in learning how to... Um, access both types of energy in ourself. It's going to be about fully integrating who all of who we are and releasing judgments, um, releasing judgments on the things that we have considered make us weak or a failure in the past. And instead asking the question, is this potentially actually a, a source of power for me or how could it be a source of power? And being able to move beyond just survival and finding your unique, your unique contribution and expression in this world. Um, being able to leave your thumbprint. I had this funny idea. It's a bit like the gum wall in Seattle, you know, where you you leave your your gum on the wall. You make your mark on the world. That's it may be small for some people, but it's unique and it's yours. And that's how I want to live life. I want to live a life where I feel like I'm thriving and not just surviving. And I'm really curious to see um, what kind of what comes out of this feminine power course? You know, is there something to it? So it's at least an interesting point of conversation, and I would love to get responses back. Um, so I had an idea uh, where you write down a list of opposites, things like light versus dark, straight versus round, hard versus soft, ordered versus chaotic, predictable versus unpredictable, et cetera, et cetera. Light, um, night versus day, you know, whatever you can think of. And then assign those things to either a masculine um, category or a feminine category. 
um, and just make a choice. Go with whatever your first response is. And, you know, even if you're mentally, it doesn't make sense to you, just kind of categorize them and then see what happens. See what your lists end up looking like afterwards. And then see how you feel in response to these different lists. What does your personal masculine list make you feel like? Or how does that feminine list make you feel? Um, and maybe you'll discover that there's some you know, underlying assumptions or judgments that you may have around different things. And uh, judgments around how something could be chaotic but also a positive thing, you know, understanding that the these polarities don't have to be good or bad. So this is potentially quite a deep rabbit hole, but that's where I want to leave you this week. It's a little bit different uh, episode from ones that I've released prior to now, but it's going to be part of a larger series um, talking about this topic and it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun conversation. Um, and uh, I hope you'll join me in this journey. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I am so thrilled and honored to have you with me on this journey. And I'm excited to keep the conversation going. Send me your thoughts on what we talked about. And maybe I will feature it in the next episode. You can email me at thepodcastlove at gmail.com or you can send me a voice message on Anchor. The links are in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share, rate, and review so that others can find the show and join the conversation. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.